This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Time with Professor Dion Foster, who's the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. Good morning, Dion. Hope you're well. I love the footage of Sunday's ride, but man, we have uh, rain like that just out of the blue and at the same time as the cycle race. The Lord really blessed us, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I can say the, the first uh, 60 kilometers or so, I, I thought, listen, I should trade my bicycle for some flippers. But, <laughs> wow. uh, after that, it was absolutely perfect. I mean, just perfect conditions, no wind, mm. wasn't hot. So uh, I, I tried to get the people that were riding around me to attack from that point, you know. Because yeah. I said, look, we may be four hours, three hours behind, but if we really ride fast now, we might be able to catch the winners who finished an hour ago. But uh, no one bought it. You no, know? they don't know why. They must listen to you. I mean, they must really. They can <laughs> learn from you. So, I mean, how did, how did you do in terms of your, your goal? I know you ride a, your Brompton bike, which some people probably think is a bit loopy, but you've been doing it for years. You get the job done, even with those small tires and just a few gears. And you do it with a shirt and a tie on, um, but you're doing it for a good cause. So how did that cause go on Sunday? No, absolutely. So this year we rode uh, for, for two causes, actually. Uh, ah. The Marsh Memorial Children's Home uh, in Rondebosch and uh, just encouraging people to, uh, to support that. As you know, Brad, I, I myself uh, came out of the, the foster care and, mm. and welfare care system. So that's a cause which is close to my heart to see that the kids are cared for. And then, of course, as always, every year, unashamedlyethical.com, yes. encouraging people to take a stand for values, ethics, and clean living. So I had a clean, fair race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you should have. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know what's nice about it along the way is you get to, to chat to people, and uh, it really is a, a great time, and I, I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah, that's so special. Uh, Today, uh, talking about something that's made me scratch my head, I'm just going to say what I was thinking. We see Zacchaeus in a particular light when we read the story that you're going to share with us. And you've suggested that he was prepared for ministry. And I need your help because we don't see the story like this at all. So I'm so grateful we have your guidance this morning. (laughs) So yeah, Brad, just to say to our listeners, um, I really want to encourage you if you get a chance today, go and read the story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. Uh, it's the first 10 verses of, of, of that chapter, and it is one of the more remarkable stories in the Bible. Now, often when I'm working with uh, students, I, I encourage them to ask the question, you know, why would uh, the writer of, of a gospel, like Luke, for example, have included this particular story? I mean, you know, we know that, that certainly there were very few people who could write in those days, so to find someone to to write it out, if Luke wrote it out himself. Second thing was, you know, uh, there, there was no readily available paper. I mm. mean, not like today where, you know, you could just walk down to the store and buy paper. Every single piece of paper on which something was written had to be made by hand. Yes. So they made careful choices about what they wrote down. And the inclusion of the story of, of this disgraced tax collector in the Gospels must speak to us about something. Now, I don't know about you, Brad, but often when I've heard that story read, uh, even when I've preached on it myself, the emphasis has always been on the fact that Jesus calls Zacchaeus out of the tree, uh, in, in the children's song, out of the sycamore tree. I don't know what kind of tree it was, but Jesus calls him out of the tree and, and says to him, come, I'm, I'm coming to your house. We're going to, 
to have a meal in your home today. Now, Brad, that was an absolutely scandalous thing for Jesus to do for two reasons. Number one, Zacchaeus was an official of of the, uh, the Roman state by virtue of the fact that he collected taxes uh, for the Sanhedrin, for the state. And so he was really regarded as a, as a sort of a traitor, an outsider, mm. uh, as, as someone who shouldn't be fraternized with, as a sinner, um, you know, part of the, the sort of um, the unfaithful ones, the heathens, you know. Yes. If we were to think about, uh, you know, the person that we would least want to be seen with today, <laughs> you know, Zacchaeus would be one of those people. And here Jesus is, and he says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your home today, and, and I want to I suck with you. I want to eat with you. I, mm. I want to spend time getting to know you. Now, when I thought about that, I've always thought, wow, what a wonderful restoration. You know, the fact that the Lord redeems him, that the Lord uh, sets him free from his past and gives him the opportunity to, to enter into a new way of living. You know, the, the amazing thing is that in that moment, Jesus not only redeems him, he goes a step further he gives him a ministry. Think about this. Yeah. Jesus makes Zacchaeus the host at the table. Yeah. He says to him, you are going to be the one who invites the people, who brings them to, to eat with me, to listen to what I have to say. You're going to be the one who hosts the good news, the gospel. And through you, not only are you going to be saved, but many others will come to know good news as well. Yeah. Now, that strikes me, Brad. I think that is the way in which Jesus operates. Uh, certainly, it's been, that, that experience has been real in my own life. Sometimes some of my most shameful, embarrassing, hurtful experiences have been used by the Lord as an opportunity for blessing and ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the way in which God operates, not only to neutralize the sin, but to say, how can I use your life? How can I use even sometimes your brokenness as a source of ministry and blessing to others? You've really given us an eye opener here, and I'm seeing this from a completely different different uh, angle. Particularly the story of the lady who washed Jesus' feet with her tears and dried it with her hair, you know, and and then also the the, the alabaster jar story, where he still said this is going to be a story that's going to be told wherever the good news is spread. Like these moments that that are are, are odd for people, these odd moments, you know, a Zacchaeus with a Jesus. And then this lady barging into the house and doing this. It's these moments that are almost scorned upon by the world are the ones that are recorded for, uh, for the most powerful forms of teaching. I, I like that. Yeah, and Brad, I think that's, you know, I, I, I wish, you know, that, that I had recognized the, the gift, the blessing, the richness of, of the Scriptures much earlier in my life. Because mm. now when I read them, I'm, I'm asking all these questions, you know, because it was so difficult to record this story, why did yeah. you choose this particular Such value, one? Yeah. So John's gospel is very clear. John 20, verses uh, 30 and 31, uh, the gospel writer actually says, Jesus did many other things and said many other things, which we couldn't record here. But what is recorded here is written so that you may continue to have faith, so that you may continue to grow in your faith. So, yeah, my, my encouragement, my invitation to myself and, and to the rest of us today is to say, let's, let's allow the Lord to call us down from our shameful tree, to say, hey, Dion, um, that thing that you, you really, you know, that you feel really bad about, I, I want to deal with that today and not only neutralize it, but, mm-hmm. but I want you to be attentive to how I can use that to, to do ministry, to bless someone else today or in the weeks to come. 
That's beautiful. Thanks so much, Dion. Um, you obviously don't need to answer this now, but I'm just warning you. My son is setting up a new, another question, a uh, big question of, that he has to have an answer to. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll allude to everybody. This is the question I got asked last night. So after Bible reading time, I get these questions. So last night's question was, so how old are we all going to be when we're in heaven? So I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> ah, good. Very good yes. question. Liam's asking all the right yeah, questions. Yeah, asking all the right perfect. questions. So I'm just putting it out there uh, just so that everybody knows this, these are the kind of things we have to deal with. This is life. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thanks, Dion. Have a beautiful day. And thanks for your special time with us this morning. Thanks, my friend. Bless you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.